Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. This is the Pantry Podcast, Season 5, Unnaturally Flourished. We're picking up where Season 4 left off, looking at God's unusual, amazing, and miraculous methods of elevating, relocating, and redeeming us into His purpose. In ways the world just doesn't understand. Yes. Thanks to the Spark Collective, Eternity Ready Radio, War Cry Network, and the Christian Podcasters Association for helping the pantry reach over 35 countries. Visit thepantrypodcast.com for extras, show notes, and faith-based teas that support the show. And sign up for our monthly newsletter for sneak peeks into upcoming episodes and guests and some of Shay's amazingly delicious recipes. And now, on with the episode. Hey. Hi. We are back. Woo! I love it. I love just sitting in this chair. Actually, I love just sitting in this chair looking at you. <laughs> oh, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> Anyways. Now, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about something that's really cool. And it's cool because... In life, we go through hard times. It's so relatable. Right. Like super relatable. Yeah. And this has been on your heart for seasons. Like I think it was, we were in the middle of season one when you were like, I want to do an episode on this, write it down. And it kept getting pushed till the perfect time, which is right now. (laughs) God God works in in, in perfect time. I I, I think that that even that right there, God works in perfect time is, you know, there's some things that we're going to talk about tonight. You know, timing plays a role. Timing makes it all work the way that God needs it to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, if Jesus didn't have, watch this title of the show, The Middle Day. Dun, dun, dun. Would he have made it to Shoal? I don't know. And done what he needed to do to get the key. <laughs> yeah. And even on, on top of that, would they have done what they needed to walk through? And by they, I mean like the disciples that right. we hear about. Would they have had enough time to walk out what they needed to walk out so that they could have the realizations they would have because of what they'd done. Yeah. I just turned into Paul for a second, but I'm just saying <laughs> like butterfly effect times a thousand, but based in the Bible. Right. <laughs> and I, so I'm thinking about this middle day. Yeah. I'm thinking about what they've just witnessed. Mm-hmm. You know, they just witnessed the most heinous crucifixion. Yeah. But they've also witnessed some pretty powerful things. Mm-hmm. I think that like when the world goes dark like that, imagine if like all of a sudden you're standing outside, the sun is shining and the world goes dark. <laughs> I mean, the, that's going to have some impacts on your psyche. Yeah. Number two, you're watching a good friend of yours. So we're talking about the disciples. We're talking about the followers of Jesus. We're mm-hmm. talking about the ones who are spinning on and rejecting him. And even that it's it's just horrendous. It's like, it's, but here is Jesus being crucified. But see, we got to understand something. He was being crucified for a purpose. He was being crucified for the blood. Now, not everyone understood that. So they're watching this man, their friend, the one they love, their King, the, their savior, the Messiah, you know, they don't know all these terms yet, but that's really who they're looking up on that cross, watching him die. And it's like, he's already told him he's promised him. He's already told him what's going to happen. But, you know, as we see throughout the scripture, you know, people listen and, and then forget. And we can really associate that with that as people. Mm-hmm. I read the scripture all the time and sometimes I forget <laughs> and I have to remind myself. But on that middle day, can you imagine their thoughts, their feelings, what was going on inside of them, the turmoil, the mm-hmm. questions? How yeah. many times have we sat in our mental stew and just been like, this question, that question, this question, that question about one thing, you know, it's like, you're yeah. t- but you hit it from like, what ifs, you know, the what ifs. And and I think sometimes on those days, I got to reel myself back in and be mm-hmm. like, don't worry about tomorrow. You got enough to worry about today. I love that verse. Thank you for that verse. <laughs> Thank Lord. you, Lord. Um, but on this middle day, I don't know that they thought he was coming back. 
if they did, it doesn't show it in scripture. Yeah. It really shows it like there's weeping and, and, and crying. And I mean, the disciples aren't there. There was only one disciple that stayed, you know, John, 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 John. <laughs> I love that. Let's just call him love. <laughs> the one I love. But uh, here they are in this middle day. Yeah. And then, you know, just out of custom, they come because Sabbath, you know, well, Saturday, Sunday, I, the timing, y'all, I, I try to, I'm going to be real. I try to break this all down with the timing and there's like nine different theologies on the actual timing of this. Right. But that's gonna, why the middle day, yeah, we didn't even use a number. Right. We didn't even use a number, <laughs> but like the middle day, but three days, we know yeah. that we know that specifically three days. And so we're looking at a day of crucifixion. We're looking at a, a, a middle day and we're looking at a resurrection. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and so they show up. You know, and he's gone or he's there and he's with the angel and the angel saying, yeah, no, it's fine. Hey, it's fine. So now they're in this fine. See, so they go through turmoil. They go through. I have nothing. Is he here? Is he gone? Is he talking to me? Is he going to come back? What's going on to he's here? And I think we go through that all the time. Yeah. The middle day. I'm thankful it was for their sakes that it was a single day. Right. Granted, it was a little more than 24 hours, you know, because it happened. It's not like at dead midnight is when this all happened. And then, you know, it, the clock goes. So it's a little over a day. But what it must feel like the first I know when um, something really bad has happened and I wake up the next day and the pit of your stomach just falls out because you had a reprieve when you slept. And sometimes people have like nightmares to reflect what happened. But for those who don't. Right. You wake up. And there's a moment of peace and then the stomach drop and then you're living, reliving, struggling. And what's amazing is that in Luke nine, Jesus says it very plainly. He will be killed. And after three days, he will be raised from death. (laughs) He says it real plain. And yet. They did not know what to do. They were beside themselves. And I think that oftentimes when you take this story and we look at what we can glean from it and transfer into similar situations, we have the waiting period, any waiting period between the time you pray and the time a solution is delivered by God, right? That, that middle ground, when you're in there, Like you said, the questioning, the doubting, the hamster wheel, all of that stuff can happen. Mm. Your own flesh, doubt, the enemy cashing in on this moment. I feel like the enemy loves the waiting period because you're at a very vulnerable place because your patience is dwindling by the second, you know, for most people. Um, Your faith is being tested. So you're in a very vulnerable place. Energy is being spent in some way. And so we can come in. But we often forget the end game. And it's important here when we look back at Luke 9 and then forward to what, how his resurrection came about and how long that took, remembering that God has already told us, one, what matters, and two, how it ends. Mm. And if we cling to those, then we know it's going to be okay. But it's very easy for us to get caught up in the current feelings of pain in ourselves and others, the current suffering. I would say the long-term, short-term future in the sense of maybe you see your country walking into communism and you're petrified, but that's still, even if that might last decades, 
it's still temporary on an eternal level. So you're walking towards a short, a long-term short-term that's terrifying, but you know, God said it's going to be okay. God said, you're still going to be able to share the message until your time has come where you leave this world. And yet we get distracted. And so that's what we have to remember is how does it end? What has he said to us so that we can sustain ourselves with the truth in the waiting period? I also think that like that waiting period, the middle day was Sabbath. (laughs) And so right there, right? God came into law. Now we're, you know, I understand Christ and I understand, you know, all of that, but this rest. Um, Christ also said, come to me, all of ye who are heavy burden and laden, and I will give you rest. It was perfectly aligned to Sabbath, a day of rest, a day of reflection, a day to come back and really have a focus on God, on the things above, right? No work, no nothing. But that was the day. That was the middle day. But that was the day that Jesus was fighting for us in a whole different realm. Right. And it's like, it's like, but in this rest, right. He gave them the perfect opportunity. And, you know, I would say that probably because of that day, you know, he was pulled down off the cross, you know, that later that day, the rich man came, you know, and said, Hey, look, I think he was a Pharisee. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but comes and he's, and he's like, no, you, you know, the Sabbath is tomorrow and we need to get him put into a, a, a burial place. So they put him in a burial place and, you know, the whole guard thing and the whole covering up and make sure that Jesus can't. Because watch this. The Pharisees knew. The Pharisees said, whoops, how, look, they remembered. Look, even they remember. <laughs> They're like, wait, 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 wait. They said, like, in three <laughs> days, this dude's coming back. Up. We don't want no one being able to, you know, play this, play this game with us uh-huh. and take the body. Right. So we need to guard this thing. Right. Um. I, I can totally see that in life. You know, it's like, we're not letting nobody come in here and, 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 and I commend, swindle us. Right. I commend them for <laughs> thinking that well-roundedly about the situation. Right, 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 right. Oh my gosh. And so, but you know, his people were crushed, man. I mean, we're crushed. We go through things in life that crush us. We go through these things, but look, come to me, all ye who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. They had a day of rest. That middle day should have been rest. That middle day should have been like, okay, look, tomorrow he coming back. Next, get the party yeah, right, ready. right. Get it ready. We're, we're about to get this, uh, this, this, this gospel, this preaching, this teaching, this message. It's about to light off. And you know they all ran, <laughs> and they all ran, and went back to life and, and ran. Right. And you know what's funny is that is he comes back and they see him, and Thomas ain't nowhere to be found. And, Doubting Thomas finally shows up. <laughs> finally, guys, like, put your fingers in my hands. All right, I'm good. <laughs> All right, I'm good. But everybody gets realigned. But then what does Peter do? You know, he takes them and they go fishing again. But then Jesus again meets them right where they were at. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, if we're in a middle day, and look, I, I'm going to tell you something middle days aren't just always one day. No. They last. They last. One of a Great example of this middle day would be the woman who was bleeding in mm. Luke eight, right? I think it's Luke eight, 43 and 48, 12 years, 12 years because of, because of the law, right? She couldn't be around people cast out because she was unclean 12 years, probably feeling 
lost, alone. I wouldn't even know. 12 years of not having contact. That's that's tough. But look, she takes a chance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like she couldn't go to the temple. She couldn't do all this. But she hears about Jesus. Mm -hmm. She hears about Jesus. She comes out. She touches his hymn, right? Instantly, instantly. Bam. Bleeding stops. See? Her middle day ended. Mm -hmm. Her middle day ended. She never, she kept faith. She kept faith when she heard truth. She's like, this must be my king. This, he, all this healing, this must be a belief, a trust, a faith to come into a crowd of people so thick that when, you know, Jesus said, hey, someone touched me. And Peter's like, yeah, of course, everybody touched you. I mean, they're all pressed up <laughs> on you, sir. And, and he's like, no, Peter, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And that word virtue is a huge word because it's not just someone touching him. But in the Greek, it actually means that he had, there's a miraculous outpouring. It was, it was a power, a supernatural, a spiritual power going out of him, a healing power. He knew what it was. It was a healing power going out of him. And he's like, who touched me? You know, he, he's looking for mm-hmm. it. Well, she feels that she's called out and she's like, uh, sir, you know, in verse 47, she's like, she came out from hiding. Right. She's like, it's me. It's me. She bows down before him. Right. And Jesus looks at her and he's like, look, don't worry. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. Our faith can make us go whole and be in peace. It's so amazing that for 12 years she was isolated because the law said that she would taint others, contaminate others, infect others with the the sin. And God always had planned a better way than that. Oh, a more accessible way. This was before he died. So it was before we have what we have now, Holy Spirit, salvation, sanctification, glorification in the way that we know it now. It was, it was different then. But when she had an opportunity to be delivered, she didn't say, well, I kind of like it out here, not having to mess with nobody, not having to wake up early, not having to go to synagogue, not having to offering. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm bleeding and everything, but like, I don't have to deal with people. I don't have to nothing. No, she ran. She threw all fear of infecting people, tainting people with sin, because she knew she was going to Christ who could heal anyone mm, she on. accidentally infected on her way to him. She ran to him to save herself and be delivered into no less complicated of an existence, but one that allowed her access to him in the body as well as just in her daily life. And we need to realize in these dark times, looking back at Luke nine, it's amazing how much about the middle day is expressed in just that little section of Luke nine. It's 22 through 24. So he says, you know, he'll be raised from the dead on the third day. In verse 23, he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. So often on the middle day, we're so scared by the circumstances we're predicting that are coming, that we see coming. We forget to add in that God does miracles, that God has a way above our way, that God knows all and we only see part. We forget all that often. We get distracted for whatever reason. 
and we start trying to preserve our life, not our eternal life. We start trying to preserve our life here. Well, I don't want to die. Well, I don't want to get fired. Well, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't. Temporal things. And in fear, out of this huge sense of caution, we start making choices without consulting him. We start buffering. We start putting up walls that would connect us further to him. And we start putting up walls that keep us safe, keep this human temporal flesh life conserved. But when you walk in faith, it might not always make sense. It might be uncomfortable. It might be scary. It might involve a lot of patience and a lot of smiling when you don't feel it, right? But when you say this life ain't worth anything compared to the eternal, when you do that and you give up your life for God's sake and say, I'm going to trust that this is the middle day, you start to get excited. You start to have hope. You're like, it's too dark. That means light's coming, right? If you get to that area, you will save your life, your eternal life. And you will be storing up treasures in heaven. You will be bringing glory to God. But the key there is you have to not panic and grab that real physical life preserver. You have to reach for the eternal life preserver that is Christ in that middle day. Mm, I like that. I like that you're touching on faith. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, <laughs> sorry, y'all. I, I misquoted. She's pouring th- faith down our throats. <laughs> but, I, but no, I, I don't. Sir, yo, that's a, never mind. Don't get distracted, Shay. Don't get distracted. <laughs> Syrup of faith. But I like that. No, it's 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 faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We, we went through a period lately in our own family's life. Um, and I have to, I'd have to bring my mom into this a little bit just for a thought, you know, to think about this. But my, my stepdad, one day he was okay. One day he just couldn't communicate. It was, it was just phenomenal. Um, ended up having a tumor on his frontal lobe. And my mom is in Texas, you know, it's, it's, I'm here on the East coast. Uh, you want to go help, but you know, like with COVID and a lot of things that are, that are going on, it was like, what do you do? What do you do? It's probably better just to sit for a minute, find out what's really going on. And they start treating him and all these things. But in all of this, you know, my mom at first was crazy. It's like oh, this and you know, insurance and how to pay for it. And how am I going to take care of him? And da, 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 da. I mean, the list got so overwhelming, so overwhelming that one day I'm sitting there talking on the phone with her and she goes, I can't do anything. I have to step back and I have to let God. Mm. And from that point, right, it was just this continual trust, 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 trust. You know, we'd say that we trust, 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 and then it piles on real fast. You're like, (gasps) but then we recover. See that middle day. Mm -hmm. What's cool is they didn't just abandon. Mm -hmm. What did the women do on the third day? They came back. See, they observed Sabbath. They observed it. And then they came back to care for the man that they loved, their king. And to their be surprised, he had resurrected. He was back, back, full power, back, back to prove to the world, look, you need my blood. Mm -hmm. 
You need my blood. You need my salvation. You needed my sacrifice. You were not going to make it without it. You're not going to make it without me. You're not going to make it. If you don't understand, I can cleanse everything. I can make right everything. It might feel wrong, but he can make it right. It might feel impossible, but he loves the impossible. He loves it because through him, all things are possible. Amen. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to anyone that's out there listening right now. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're struggling in, whatever you're fighting, shield of faith, shield of faith. Stop them darts. Oh man. I'm getting so worked up, like in the best way. (laughs) You know, this season is unnaturally flourished. Why is the middle day in this season? Well, if you, if you, if you need a little more of like a, of a framework, right. Of why, let me, let me put it this way. He will sustain you in hard times, even when you're fearful or hungry or on the run, no matter what he will provide, but to flourish unnaturally in ways the world cannot understand, understand the end game. Mm. The believer will prosper greatly. It says, you know, rejoice in, in even the bad times, right? Rege- like be, take courage and all on all this crazy stuff. Yeah, that's unnatural. But when you actually do it, you flourish in those times. I know so many people that are believers mm, in Christ on. that during this time that we're living in this crazy time, not so m- 50 reasons why it's crazy. And they're flourishing in their ministries, in their businesses, in their relationships, in their, and most importantly, in their relationship with Christ, because they remember what matters and other things have been stripped away and they're not allowing mathematics, chemistry, biology, psychology, astrology. They're not allowing any of that Mm. to tell them what God can and cannot do. They're not sitting here saying, well, let me trust in X. They're saying, let me trust in God. Let me not trust in this vote, in this serum, in this mineral, in this house, in this person. They're saying, let me trust in Jesus Christ. They're not getting intimidated to the point of being debilitated by their circumstances. They're not looking at where this country or their country or that country is going. They're not looking at where the economy's going. They're not looking at the asteroid that might come. Every every week there's like a new asteroid in the news saying, hey, it might hit us, right? It might explode over here. None of that is them saying, oh, that's enough, that's enough reason to sit down and freak out. No, they're saying I'm going to flourish despite it because as long as I'm here, God has a plan. So the meteor can come, but if he wants me to preach the gospel to the people who are left when the meteor's done, I'll be alive. Mm. Mm. If, if he wants me to go to these people, he, I'm going to get to those people. And we, and that's how you flourish. You have to know none of the, none of these, the rationale has nothing on what God can do. How many stories do we have to read? Like the world has told us we need to be logical, but they don't understand what logical is. Because if you use the Bible as your proof, as your logical Mm -hmm. proofs, then you redefine what sounds logical in this world. So don't let the world teach you logic. Let the Bible teach you logic and you will walk in a whole different way 
and things you never thought possible, never thought were for you, will be for you and will be possible. Mm, yeah, I like that. I I think one of my greatest disappointments in this whole pandemic, I don't care what you do, but do it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do, but let God tell you what to do. Amen. I, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I don't care the sides. I don't care the left, the right, the up, the down, the all around. I, I care about God. I care about God eternal. I care about what God places into a person's heart and then living by that, sticking by that, not beating everyone else up, telling them that they're wrong because God has laid that on their heart. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if someone has a message from God and comes out and says the Holy Spirit told me, of course, everybody probably think they're crazy, but because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but at least they're saying it's coming from, from God. So I don't care what you do because at the end of this, he has a plan and purpose in your life. Yeah. Do you trust that plan and purpose? Do you trust that his way is greater than your own way? And, and you know, I, this isn't something we should or need to let me, let me read this, that verse again. Actually, I'm going to read it out of Romans 10, 17 this time. Cause I like it a little bit more just because it's easier. to break it down. <laughs> <laughs> so faith comes from hearing, not faith. So faith should come from hearing or you should in, hear in faith. You need to hear. No faith comes from hearing and hearing comes from the word of God. Right. Do the math, y'all, and you'll figure I, I, it out. Need to and should, those are like, they give me room to play. Mm-hmm. They give me, well, should, but you know, should I, should I not, should, no. Need to, mm, let me, let me digest that for a minute. No, the Bible speaks it more raw than men. I think men, we, we soften the blow. Cause man, when I read it sometimes I am like convicted, like mm-hmm. nothing, like no, no tomorrow. It's like, <laughs> that, that hurt. I want to hurt because I want to be with God. I, I, I want the, the, the peelings to, I, I want all this ugly in me. I want all of this doubt in me. I want all of this questioning in me. And when I say question, I'm not saying, well, you know, question God. No, I'm saying like the, the bad kind of questioning. I want it gone. And I just want to be in the clarity and, and, and the environment. I want to be in the clarity of my father. That's where I want to be. I, I recommend everyone read Psalm 37 because it's all about waiting, but here's two verses out of there that just them alone, seven and 34. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I can't believe you just read the last part of that. People usually stop at the fluffy stuff and forget that. (laughs) I love it. I, I know I was so beautiful verses though Waiting. because see it talks about the middle day yeah. and reminds you what the end day is yes yes y'all eternal life eternal life that's the end day mm-hmm. that is when that's i will have day. no more suffering no more pain 
No more worry. No more depression. No more PTSD. No more anger, rage, whatever sets off inside of us that's a constant work. Loneliness, sadness. I'm just throwing them out there. I mean, if we have, there's so many emotions, so much raw that we experience, but that final day. Mm-hmm. And look, we're in the middle, right? If we're in the middle, the way Michelle kind of, you know, put the analogy like that, learn to rest mm-hmm. in the trust. Yeah. All in that verse. Yes. I love it. Do not make an idol out of survival. Mm. Ooh, dang. Mm. Man, we were getting to the end of the 30 minutes. Now we're about to kick off a whole nother conversation. <laughs> no, I, but it's day I, night for us, yeah, y'all. You guys night. get cut off, but we keep going. <laughs> so, you know, relationship goals over here. So, oh, yeah. You know, just remember that, look, we're, we're not any different really than you are. Um, we just want to be in the word and y'all should be in the word because it's the word that's going to speak to us. It's the word that's going to lift us up because we got to remember it's coming from an infallible God, a perfect God, a God who does have your best interests and he's perfect. Man, thank you for this time. I just love sitting here across from you. (laughs) Oh, Ditto. And really just reflecting on things that I could work on in my own life. A little bit more trust, a little bit more faith. See, he, he, when we, when we surrender in that way, see when it says that God produces our faith in the Bible, it's because we're humbly sitting before him. And allowing him to show us the work. So today, I just encourage everybody, let God show you the work. If you're going through something, let him show you. You will see glory. Amen. Amen. As always, it's been an awesome episode and we want to hear from you. We love reading the amazing comments that y'all give us about what this podcast is doing. So... Go to thepantrypodcast.com and send us a message. Let us know. We would love to connect with you. So until next time. Bye. Bye. This episode's after the Zoom. So, yeah. Um, We're actually. um, Was that